Welcome to episode seven, week eight in the NFL and NBA is back. And as you guys know, we are sponsored by Eric LeGrand Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Raise a glass to giving back. Every purchase of Eric LeGrand's premium Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey directly supports community members living with paralysis. Our whiskey is made with choice heartland grown corn, limestone purified water, and the freshest rye and barley available. When you pick up a bottle of Eric LeGrand bourbon, we make a donation to the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. So you enjoy the finest bourbon around and you also lend a helping hand. Pick up a bottle of Eric LeGrand Premium Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey today and cheers to a cause. Please enjoy responsibly, produced by Eric LeGrand Spirits, distilled in Owensburg, Kentucky, bottled in Bardstown, Kentucky, and it is 88 proof by volume. And it is Friday, so whiskey is on the brain. Now, this week's open, I'm going to talk about NBA returning, and I have overreactions, not week one overreactions, not game, I'm sorry, not week one overreactions, not month overreactions, game one, one game of each team uh, so far for the season. It tipped off on Tuesday night. It is currently Friday. And I have some decent overreactions. The Clippers, they look good. Russ, Paul George, Kawhi, all playing in game was a pleasant surprise to see them right out of the gate together. The three combined for 61 points. They looked engaged. Russell with a uh, Russell Westbrook with a double double out of the gate. My advice: do not transfer. Do not trade for James Harden. I like their bench combo scoring of Powell and Bones Highland. Plumlee, solid rim disruptor when he gets into the game. Zubak with a unconventional 20 from 12 and 20 and 12 in just 25 minutes. If this team stays healthy, if they stay engaged and they scale back on the load management, I think they add another wrinkle to the Western conference playoff picture sitting at 24 to one right now in FanDuel to win the title. As far as best five man combinations in plus minus through the first call it one and a half games, Russ, PG, Kawhi, Robert Covington, and Zubak had the best plus minus of any five-man combination in the NBA. Let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. They're going to be a son of a bitch this year. They're going to be a tough out in the Eastern Conference. They went toe-to-toe with Miami on Wednesday night, came back from being down 19, ended up losing by one. They out-rebounded Miami. They shot better from the field, about the same from three, but they shot 60% from the free throw line or else they probably win that game. Cade Cunningham is back. 30 points, 9 assists, 15 potential assists, and he went 4 from 9 from 3 against a tough Miami team. Uh, could be a serious contender for most improved player. Currently 14-1 to 1 on FanDuel. The second best five-man lineup in plus-minus for the NBA so far, Cade Cunningham, Alex Burks, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, uh, and Jalen Durant. Didn't see that coming, but Durant, uh, but the Detroit Pistons are going to be tough. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. The Timberwolves, they're not going to be the same looking team at the trade deadline. They scored 94 points, 25% from three, 34% from the field. They didn't win. Uh, they did win on the glass against Toronto. They desperately need to add shooting to that roster. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, eight for 25, two for 10 from three, did pour in eight rebounds. Um, but they did this against a Raptors team that I actually think is going to end up being a lottery team at some point. And they lost a very low-scoring game. This just didn't sit well with me. Uh, Minnesota didn't look good out of the gate. And the last but not least... The Boston Celtics are really fucking good. Derek White, Drew Holiday, nightmare defensive backcourt in the East. They're going to terrorize Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Poole, all of that Eastern Conference small guards. They are going to be ruined this year. Uh, and if Chris Dapps continues to stretch the floor like he did in game one and stay healthy, I think they're the best starting five in the league. With that... Let's bring in our guest this week. If you remember the beginning of the season, we started talking with uh, previous athletes, previous NFL players. Now I'm making a pivot. I'm starting talking to handicappers. Let's get some handicappers' minds. With that, I bring in, his name is Kenny McCandris, a.k.a. Kill Kenny on Twitter, the godfather of the Moonshot Discord, and a damn good human being. Kenny, how you doing? 
What's going on, brother? Good to see you. Good to be seen. Oh, good to have you here, man. You uh, you are coming off a hell of a Thursday night, my friend. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, so look, we, uh, we, we knew a couple of days ago that we were going to be recording this pod today. So uh, I guess I'm, I'm very thankful that we're doing it at, at a time where uh, I guess you could say the kid's a little hot. Kid's feeling it. Um, shout out to Khalil Shakir, race to 20 receiving yards, dude. I'm, I'm obsessed with those bets. That's that's the second one. Uh, we've we've I, I think only year two, every time I tweet one of those tickets, like all the replies are like, Yeah, well, how many of you guys did you play in this game or whatever? I think on the year I've placed that bet four times. We've hit two of them, and both were 30 to one. We hit Wandale Robinson and we hit Khalil Shakir. So, like, I it's just it's got the same vibe of you know, people like sprinkling on first touchdowns, you kind of know pretty quickly whether or not you're going to hit. and these props are like that on steroids. I mean, you, you you know, two minutes into the game, whether or not it's going to cash. And if you've got, uh, you know, a, a receiver or somebody that you think is a little undervalued, um, you can get some pretty juicy odds. So between that and then uh, BMAT just refusing to stop hitting plus 1,000 parlays, uh, the Mooney gang had a pretty good night last night, brother. I was going to say, you were, you're one of the more creative minds, I think, in, in gambling Twitter. Obviously, you know for being, from what I remember, you was the one TD, two TD guy. If, one, if we got value in one, I'm sprinkling on the second. You had a lot of, uh, lot of luck and fortune, um, but also damn good handicapping. Jo what was his name? Jawan Johnson last year. He was your guy. Tight end he, for the he was Saints. My, my cash cow last year, man. They just would not change his odds, and he scored, I think, seven weeks in a row. Jesus Christ. Now, the, the TD odds this year have gone down significantly. And then I look at you making a pivot going, all right, I got to find another market. And you're, you're, you're finding this first, you know, race to 20. Uh, you said you're hitting in two out of four. Um, you found another one last night that went a little bit overlooked, but I thought it was damn good odds. It was Dalton Kincaid, 25 plus receiving in the first half, 25 plus in the second half. And it was six to one. What what goes through your mind when you're are you looking for stranger markets? Are you how are you attacking this year with odds being a lot more? nuked it's not that I'm, I'm going in there you know specifically looking for stuff it's just i'm i'm looking at everything and just seeing sort of you know when an alarm bell goes off like in the, in the kincaid one i didn't open fanduel and immediately go let me see what sort of weird specials that they that they have but i knew that i liked kincaid well we knew that you know knox is already on ir so like obviously kincaid was going to be in a, in a better spot and for for those particular uh, specials, I, I wish you could almost customize them. Like if I have a guy, then we have a few that I can I can talk about here. Like if I could handpick a guy to get X amount of yards per half, I, I mean, I would love to be able to mess with that. Instead, you got to kind of go with whatever the prepackaged ones the FanDuel offer. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that they they had Kincaid in one. And I think at the time his his receiving line was like I think forty one and a half. Uh, and we got the the race. We, we excuse me, the race. We got the twenty five each half at plus seven fifty. That was the exact same price as his alt 90 yards. See, so you, you take a step back and go, what do you think is more likely, him to get 25 each half or him to get 90? And I just, I, you know, it's it's somewhat close, but I I think the 25 each half was just was, was way better. Now, we got it by the skin of our teeth. He got 25 <laughs> yards in the first half. I think that, that touchdown catch was like a 23-yarder. So, uh, you know, it, it, we, we, we got what we needed. But I think it's just you got to keep an open mind. And um, I think sort of, have an idea of, of guys you're targeting before you even open the book. And then when you see something like that, it, it, it just, it gets a lot easier, but you're right. The touchdown odds have been, I think a little down this year. And I think just, it, it hasn't been the year for two touchdown scores. And to your point, that's really where my, my bread was buttered last year. And I just three, four weeks into the season, it wasn't happening. And you, you got to pivot. If, if, if it's not work, if it's not working, 
you know, my research didn't change. My overall strategy didn't change. It's just sort of my, my card construction had to, you know, had to change just because, you know, we were just staring L's in the face. So it's not something I, I, I'm going to go away from completely, but um, I think we've been fortunate that there's just, there's so much more variety. It feels like every single week across all the books, like, you know, stuff like that wouldn't have even been offered last year. So I just think we've got a lot of options at our disposal and you got to just keep in mind on, on what's out there. We're getting that, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit more market variety. We're also, I mean, we're getting a lot of odds boost. It feels like every yeah. week, every primetime game, FanDuel, DraftKings, um, it depends on what your limits are, but they're giving us a 50% odds boost. Once a week, we get a 100% odds boost. And this kind of ties into the overall vibes of Mooney Gang. We talked about BMAP before. What what are the vibes in Mooney Gang right now? It is high between you putting out you know, the, this crazy stuff that is a little bit unconventional. And then you have your, call it traditional mind, like a, like a BMAC going, I'm being pragmatic. I like these three guys, these two guys, these four guys. It's never a CVS receipt that you're giving out. But you your Mooney gang is consistently hitting anywhere from 9 to 1 to 12 to 1 tickets. These are massive. It gets overlooked on Twitter, but these are phenomenal as a better. What's going I'll on in Mooney gang right now? The vibes, uh, vibes are certainly at the the peak high of the NFL season, um, and probably the peak high. I think just ever since we brought BMAT in, I mean, the, the day that I announced that he was joining us, the vibes were really high, and I think um, we're probably above that. You know, for the first time since he's come in, it's just the last couple of weeks have been just a a slow build up, and then last weekend was just downright incredible, and we we kept we were pretty fortunate to be able to carry that over into a amazing Monday night, and then. Last night was far and away the best night that we've had all year. Um, I mean, he's just incredible, man. And I agree with you. I don't think he gets enough credit for for what he does. Look, it, it, it's in the, yeah, the the cesspool that at times gambling Twitter has become. Like, it's just the competition of like who can have like the the prettiest ticket or who can have like the the weirdest thing. And a guy like Bmat who puts out so little volume. I mean, you're in the Discord, so I think you you have a, you just have so much more of appreciation for it. But the clip at which he's hitting these plus 1000 odds boost is, is not to be believed. I mean, he puts out, you know, maybe four a week and he's hit at least two of them. It feels like every single, every single week. And I think he's hit like four of his last five. So just hit, hit the consistency that, that he's had is, is tremendous. And we just, we work really, we work really well together, man. I mean, we knew each other well before he came in. Um, and look, it's just, He's a brilliant NFL mind. You come, you know, you know his family. He comes from an NFL family, and you talk to him for thirty seconds. It's thirty seconds, and it's very clear, man. This guy is just razor sharp and knows a whole lot more than I do. And I just think our styles complement each other really well. He's more of the consistency, steady Eddie guy. And granted, you know, when when you hit him at the clip that he hits, it he can do really whatever the hell he wants. But it allows me then to to open up a little more and get a little weirder with some of these obscure markets at at, at higher value knowing that he's been sort of like the, you know, the bankroll support, you know, for the first few weeks here. So he's a great guy to work with. He's one of the nicest people that, that I've met. We're lucky to have him in Mooney Gang. And um, like I said, I just think his style really complements sort of my, you know, my my longer moonshot style. And, yeah. you know, right now it's working. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, the, the parody there is certainly a fit. Having, you know, I know I'm going to Kenny's Kitchen and I know – what I'm getting when I go in there, I go to B mats and I know well it, it it's it is it, it's a good dynamic. I, I think you guys have a good pairing. Funny story, I had no you mentioned his family, dude. I had no clue that he was in the Matthews family. So we were bullshitting one day in Twitter DM and he's like, Oh yeah, you're Ramsay. My brother used to play. 
And I thought his, I mean, and I know a lot of Rams shit. And I thought his brother was probably a guy in the practice squad, a third stringer. I know draft picks going back to fucking 2004. And he's like, yeah, Clay Matthews. And I was like, oh, shit. And he probably thought I was blowing smoke up his ass when I said, who was your brother? I had no idea. But very, very Dude, cool. I, I give him a lot of credit too, man. Like he built his, he built his own brand and his own following on here in the gambling Twitter space solely because he's just a great gambler. And there's a lot of people out there that follow him. He's got, I think, 90,000 followers. And I bet you half his followers don't even know that he's in the Matthews family. And I just feel like, I'll tell you this, man. If if my brothers were in the NFL, if my dad was in the NFL, uh, I wouldn't stop talking about it. And everybody would know it all the time. Like, so he's just, dude, he's just the, the, the most humble guy in the entire world. And I think what's been really cool to see, man, is like how much fun he's having. Uh, he's He hasn't been in a Discord like this. And... Granted, you know, it's going to be more fun when you're winning, but when, when we're winning, just the vibes of Mooney gang are just, just unparalleled. And you can just, you can see it. Like, you know, he called me last night after pretty much after we finished nuking the slate and like, you can, you can like feel his smile through the phone. He just, he just really, really enjoying himself and enjoying the community. And like I said, dude, we're, we're lucky to have him with us. And I want to, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the, in the life, a day in the life of Kilkenny, you wake up this morning, you go down to a diner, you get yourself a grilled cheese and pepperoni. This is this is your baby. This is your you know. I, I don't know if you have an alternative career in this. If this is everything you have, what you know? Where do you see Discord going? Where you know what what is what is your outlook on this? Is this sustainable long term? Is this the retirement plan? Are you pumping a four hundred one k we're not aware of? So that this is it. Uh, I, when when this whole weird experiment started, uh, you know, actually a little over three years ago was when I first started streaming on Twitch. Um, I had I had a real job. I worked, you know, sales marketing guy for, you know, outsourcing IT companies. I, I, I went full time, I guess, a little over two years ago now. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the funny thing was, I didn't tell anybody that I was full time, like including my, you know, now wife, but fiance at the time, like my family didn't know. I didn't tell anybody that, uh, by the way, I just gotten laid off from my previous job in COVID. And now I've got a discord. That's my sole source of income. Like, I didn't tell anybody that until... And I'll be honest, you know what I told people? Like when I first told anybody was uh, after the Braxton Berrios hit, I went, yeah, by the way, I've been doing this full time for the last year. And everyone was like, wait, what? So uh, <laughs> this is it. This is the business. Um, the future. It, it, it's. It, I'm glad you asked, man, because it's, it's, it's really what I think about every single day. You look at where this space has gone in, in, in the last couple of years. Like when I first started my Discord, I was the only gambling Discord that I was aware of. And then maybe six months later, there were two, maybe three more. Two and a half years later, there's thousands. And there, it's just, it's now it's just, it's death by Discord. Everybody hits one bet and they've got, you know, a WAP or a LaunchPass link in their in their Twitter bio within the next five minutes. And I think you're going to continue to, you're going to continue to see, I think, just sort of more consolidation, if you will. Like, no disrespect to anybody out there, but just like, this isn't for everybody. Not everybody can do this in terms of, the the talent and just you know the effort required to be a good handicapper but also the ability to manage a community and manage a business and be able to face the fire when things aren't going well i mean it's it's all it's it's great when the vibes are high and you know we're coming off of an unbelievable thursday night my first three four weeks were, were garbage straight up garbage and i've got a, you know thousands of people that are paying me money every single month for for winning picks and when they're not getting winning picks, they have every right to be upset, voice their concerns, and at least like, hey, like 
it, what what is the plan? What's the strategy here? Like if, if, if this isn't working, what are we going to do? And I just think not everyone can handle facing the music when they, they hit their cold spell. And I, I would say I've been doing this long enough where uh, I've, I've had enough cold spells to, to know what it feels like and to know how to navigate it. And I, I think the community development is just an aspect of, I think of the discord world that I don't think enough people put just enough energy into or enough focus on like mm -hmm. the people that are in my discord are in there every day, hanging out, talking most of the time, not even about gambling. Like they're in there talking about bullshit. What are they doing this, this weekend? What's, what's going on. And there's like a true actual, no, like not even cliche here, but like a true brotherhood community aspect of this. And I think that's just, there's value in that beyond any pick that I could give out or any pick that, that BMAT could give out. And that doesn't happen automatically. If you, just because you have a discord, it doesn't, and there's people in it, doesn't mean that you have a community. And I don't think people, I think, appreciate the effort required to actually build a community that will stick with you through thick and thin. So I think in the next couple of years, you're going to continue to see like discords will pop up, they'll fade away. And then it feels like every six months, like six individual failed discords will get together and they'll have their own new collective discord under a new brand or a new name. And you're going to continue to see that. Um, for me, man, like, I like, I think I'm in a great spot, but I'm also not naive enough to think that this is automatically permanent, no matter what it's going great. Now it's been going great the last few years, but you know, things change, people get bored and like just worlds change. And the, it's hard to say what the industry is going to look like in six months, let alone, let alone a year from now. But I would say because of the, the community aspect and the overall com camaraderie amongst my members, I, I I think I can at least confidently say I believe in my sustainability a little more than than certain others. And I guess when you know I've been around the longest, so I feel like I'm at least in a position to to say that. But like I said, that doesn't mean that this is a permanent thing. And all I can think about every day is how how do I make this more sustainable? How do I continue to, you know, better my product on a daily basis to be able to compete with, you know, endless amounts of new discords every single day? So it's it's fun. It's incredibly stressful, but it's it's obviously worth it. I mean, I I chose this life. This life didn't choose me, and uh, I'm I'm very fortunate to live the life that I live. I work really really hard, and um, it's it's been it's been very. I feel very lucky to be able to sort of see where this has gone in the last couple of years, man. We've come a long way since those Twitch streams to nobody. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, I mean you. You touched on a lot, dude, and I, I think you're you're right about a lot of things. Consolidation's happening in uh, it's happening in all parts of the economy now. Why would it not it, you know happen in Discord? You're seeing companies merge together. You got Dow and Dupont. There's less chemical companies. There's less like all that type of shit. So consolidation is is inevitable in in any type of economy. Um, I, I think specific to this, it's you're seeing it happen. You're seeing the the, the failed ones come together and. As a guy who, you know, I, I work for a company. I work for PixWise. They've been damn good to me. I'm going to continue to work for them. They think that, oh, if you work for one, then you don't like Discord. No, bullshit. I've been, you were kind enough to let me in your Discord, I think like a year and a half ago. And I really got to see what you're, you were the first and only one I was in for a year. Um, I recently got brought into another one. Um, both totally different, both to two completely different offerings. You do feel the community piece. And I had a, a, I have a personal friend, guy I went to high school with. He was in your Discord for a while had no idea that I you know, knew you through this. And he just, he had nothing but glowing things to say. The community feel is real. And you're, you know, you made a switch, you made a pivot this year with bringing in B, Matt. It's not a consolidation. It's, it's an addition. 
and you just do so much, whether it be Mooney Gang merch, whether it be tickets you give away, you know, people giving away money in the Discord. It's it's keeping the community feel, and I and I think it is sustainable. For a select few, you being one of them, I do think it is sustainable. I can't wait for the Mooney Gang golf event. There's got to be a charity golf event at some point where you rent out an entire course and just throw scrambles out there. Um, a Mooney Gang cruise. I don't know. You got something. There will be something long-term, I see, where this becomes a real um, a real national thing if it's not already. And has Have you ever been approached by a sports book or anything like that for your Discord? Because you have members that you can swing. We're like, do you want to be Mooney Gang sponsored by DraftKings and we'll give you your own parlay? Do you have any type of that interaction? Is that a next step? A, a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm in conversation. I'm in some pretty deep conversations with one right now. The, the thing with that is I, I just, I want to be very, very careful because I don't want to ever be in a position where I'm, you know, for lack of better words, like forced to use a, a certain book over another or where it feels like, you know, like McAfee is partnered with, was partnered with FanDuel and then you got the McAfee boost and it's just like, he's just shilling for, for FanDuel, if you will. Right. So I, I, I didn't want, I don't want to be in a position where it could come off where it's just like, I'm, I'm like working for the book, but I think there's, there's another side of that where like, look, if, if, if I can have a sports book that partners with me that is giving my members exclusively like extra promos and extra bonuses, like that's that's value on their monthly subscription. That it inherently makes their monthly subscription to me cheaper if they're getting an extra 15 free dollars from, from DraftKings every month. And, you know, I, I pretty much only use DraftKings or FanDuel. I, I'm, I line shop. I'm using one of the two. Um so I think there's there's stuff that we can do with them. I, I, on the partnership front, I think I could definitely I, like if I'm just you know taking a step back and looking at like the whole business, like Discord revenue is you know for better or worse like you know 99 of the business. And I think to diversify that, the most obvious next step would be I think some more part would be partnerships. And I think I need more of a you know more of a content backbone to be able to approach prospective partners. I mean, on the Discord front, I think there's enough value there for somebody like DraftKings to want to come in and just like, dude, just sponsor my kitchen. Uh, you know, I'll always use DraftKings when DraftKings is the best line and give my members X amount of free bets every month. Like, call it, you know, and then we'll, we'll call it a deal. On the content front, you know, I was I was pretty heavy involved with it with it last year. I took my foot off the gas just to focus on just sort of quality of the pick and at least just give myself a little more free time during the day. But I've been ramping the stream stream up lately on Twitch for the last few days now. And I feel like I've gotten back to my roots. Like it feels like, like, like the excitement that I used to get when I would stream like three years ago, when I was really just starting out here, I, I do think, you know, in the midst of all this, I, I, I did lose that a little bit. And I feel like I've got the, I've got the juice back. So I'm ramping up the stream again. The last couple of streams have been really good. And I think if I can build some consistency with, with that and, you know, do it four or five days a week, it becomes a lot easier for me to approach a book or any perspective prospect of, Hey, I've got this discord. It's great. Here's all the things you could possibly do with it. But also I'm live on Twitch 10 hours a week. Viewership's good. You know, what, what can we do? So I think I just need to do more to, you know, make myself, uh, you know, a little more sponsorable, but you know, we're, I'm trying my best, man. I'll tell you that. Dude, you got an army. You got an army. Um, before we start going into the picks for the week, I want to talk about last week and our man, Daryl Henderson. So for those who do not know, uh, Daryl Henderson, Los Angeles Rams running back was picked up off the couch. I want to say last Monday, immediately put on the practice squad. Um, and 
being in this space, having a, a somewhat of a following, you make a lot of connections, you make a lot of friends. I'm going to leave this friend's name out because he probably doesn't want it out there. Uh, but a friend of mine who um, had some connections within the organization said, I know that Daryl Henderson is starting. I think he told me that on Wednesday. I said, dude, how is that possible? Like, how sure are you? How is that possible? He's like, no, I. he's taking all the first team reps. Um, it's not... The, it's not Royce Freeman. When they bring in the media the last 15 minutes of practice, that's when Royce Freeman is taking the reps. Daryl Henderson's getting the start. And at the time, you were able to get Henderson at plus 600. Um, if you did it on Monday or Tuesday, you probably could have got it like plus 750, plus 800. I immediately thought to Kenny in the Moonshot Discord, and I said, dude, I put this in. I put my money behind it. Trust it if you want. Um, if it goes down, my money's going down with it. But I think this is a good play for the Discord. I shared it with him. Mooney Gang attacked, and the line went down to minus 190 within literally minutes. Um, and ended up hitting for us. We hit six to one. He was uh he got ended up getting on the goal line, and then I think it was like plus seventy five hundred for him to score two touchdowns. Had the Rams gotten the ball back, I think he would have got a crack at it at the end. But they did I know I, with two minutes left. That 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 fourth down rushing call, man, did rip my soul out. I was it's funny. I was at the uh, I was at an, a tailgate for Eagles, Dolphins, something at football, and uh, the, the you know this mega mega tailgate, and they had a couple TVs, and the game was on. So I'm sitting there praying that the Rams get the ball back just to give them a chance. But I mean, dude, one, thank you because that was an it was a, it was a gem. Um, but I think it also shows just like it's important to have a network of people that would that would do something like that and to know that you know know who you can trust um I, I, there's some of my best hits in the last couple of years have been somewhat similar tips like that and i'll always give credit where it's due now it's still on me to pull the trigger put my money behind it and get my people to put their money behind it but i, I read your message and went uh yeah this is a banger and it just and it makes sense like mcveigh mcveigh trust his guys he was his guy for, for years zach evans hasn't really flashed it yet and it was funny too like once like once you know, we quote unquote knew that he was the guy when you went back and listened to McVeigh in his, in his one press conference, like he was like, almost kind of telling us because he, because yeah. he's talking through each one and he talks about Henderson for like five minutes, just all the, all the things he's good at. And then he's like, yeah, and Royce Freeman's all right. And uh, Zach Evans is learning. You know, he's, he's, he's got a great <laughs> brain and uh, Miles Gaskin's got a, you know, a, a cool name. And you're like, all right. He, he clearly likes one of these guys uh, a lot more than the others yeah. here. And, Look, man, you said it yourself. Touchdown props, I think, or touchdown prices are down this year. Touchdown scoring to, to date is down this year. And finding diamonds like that is, is is tough. And it requires like that that next level extra research, extra bit of knowledge. And this is just one of those situations. Hey man, we uh we found out about, I don't know, 10 minutes before the books figured it out. And that's and that's that's really all you need. It's not often that we get a leg up over the books, but Every once in a while we do, and uh, you know I'm a normally I'm a twenty five dollar fifty dollar better guy. I mean I put seventy five on that. I put I put seventy five on it twice. Um, no, if I'm giving it out, I'm I'm gonna put my money behind it, and it felt more comfortable sharing that with you. Um, let's talk about the picks this week, man. We have no bye weeks in week eight, so we have a massive slate. There is no London game, so we have a shit ton of one and four o'clock games. My first play I want to talk about. Rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers, Baltimore Ravens playing against Arizona. Um, we talk about a little – I get a little data heavy sometimes. Uh, I do sign up for PFF. They do give you some really good information when it comes to man and zone coverage splits. Cardinals play zone defense at a top five rate. 
Zay Flowers, if you look at his man and zone splits, he it's massive disparity. Thrives against his own defense. 23% target share, grayed out significantly higher than when playing against man. If I look at the number, always got to talk about what number we're playing with. Uh, he's hit this line in five of seven games. I'm loving his alt line. 75 plus yards is plus 215. And I think we finally get the Zay Flowers breakout. 100 plus is plus 550. In general, Lamar Jackson owns the NFC. I think he's like nine and one in his career in the uh, against the NFC and uh, on the road. Um, it's crazy like that his, his 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 record against the NFC. I, you're right. I think it's even more egregious than that. He has literally dominated the NFC since he's coming to the NFL. It's crazy. So I love over fifty four and a half. I'm playing the alt line of 75. I'm probably going to put 10 to $15 on 100 plus. I do think he breaks out. It's a nine point spread, but before it gets to that blowout situation, we got three quarters of Zay Flowers just tearing up his own defense. So I love Flowers over 54 and a half, and I'm going with the 75 plus and the 100 plus for shits and giggles. For me, uh, this is, I would Talk say, about a controversial guy. Yeah, man, this, this is less about, uh, you know, the, the matchup is solid, but this is less of, you know, the the data-driven play and more of just sort of zigging when everyone's zagging and buying the dip. Like, if you're going to give me Calvin Ridley at 49 and a half receiving yards, I'll take it. I will absolutely take Calvin Ridley, and I will ladder him as, as high as they're going to let me. The upside's there. If he has a good game, he's going to go for 8, 125, and 2. And if he bricks, he's going to brick. But it's just... Like, you look at all the hype, you know, coming into the year on this Jags offense in general and on Ridley. The all of the highlights of him in camp, just how fresh he looked. I mean, he, and he looked like respectfully just looked light years better and faster than, than Christian Kirk. And then week one, it looked like that. He came out, looked as good as advertised and and lit it up. And just since then there, the, the chemistry hasn't exactly been there with Trevor Lawrence, but again, it's, it, we're not, we're barely halfway through the season right now. Like it's the Calvin Ridley get worse. Is he a bad player? No, dude, just Christian Kirk has been cooking, a lot of this is game script dependent and a couple of bad games and people are just ready to write the guy off. Uh, give me him. 49 and a half is criminally low for, I still think probably a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Uh, Steelers haven't been good against the pass this year really at all. Uh, I'm excited for this game. It's, you know, it, it's pretty, I don't know. It's pretty cool actually that like the Steelers Jags is like one of the premier matchups this week. I mean, you got five and two versus four and two. It just Steelers are Steelers are a, a a gritty team, but give me Calvin Ridley, man. I just I, I think everyone's sleeping on him because he's had a couple of bad games and because of how tremendous Christian Kirk has looked. Uh, mm -hmm. By the dip, it's Calvin Ridley time. No, it's it's a good point there with Ridley. I like it. I like that you're getting at forty nine and a half. Another guy you're very familiar with, Devonta Smith. He's down to forty nine and a half playing the Commanders this week. You could make the argument the last time he had a good game was Week Four against Commanders. He had seventy eight yards. And the commander secondary is just hot dog shit. It's it's really really bad. Um, he's a guy I'm buying the dip on too. His normal lines anywhere from fifty eight to sixty five and a half at some point last season. I'm gonna buy him at forty nine and a half any chance I can get, especially in a divisional matchup. So you mentioned Ridley at forty nine and a half, and it triggered me with Devonta Smith. Do you, as a Philly fan, do you feel any type of way about it? Well, I love Devonta Smith. I mean, I I still would say I think he's the best number two receiver in football, and I I. I don't know that it's particularly close. I mean, this dude is is just so unbelievably good. And it's crazy how strong he is. Like, I know everyone talks about, like, how, how skinny the guy is. Like, I, I go to a lot of Eagles games. I was there at the Dolphins game on, on, on Sunday. Like, he, he looks small out there. He looks small. He takes big shots. And he just – the dude is unfazed. The talent is there. The only concern I have is I think we're, we could we could absolutely beat the piss out of the commanders. And anybody on the Eagles could do it. 
I think if you're gonna if you're gonna take a prop, I agree with you in that I think Smith at 49 and a half is is the way to go, just for the, in the same sense of really just buy the dip there. Um, I want to look at the game a little more. I'm wondering if we get a little more Julio Jones this week. The crowd went ballistic when he caught his first pass as an Eagle. He played more snaps in his first game than I than I thought he was gonna play. I mean, it felt like he was out there a good amount. So um, we shall see, but I agree with you. It's certainly a, a buy low spot on, again, I think the, the best number two receiver in the league. I want to stay on Philly, and you mentioned you may beat the piss out of Washington, which plays really well into this DeAndre Swift line. Let me hit you with some more stats. He's has eight explosive runs when he gets at least one yard before contact. That's 12th most in the league. The Washington Commanders defensive line allows 1.6 yards before contact ranked 26th overall in the league. So when he gets ahead of steam and he gets three feet in front of you, you can't touch him, and he takes off. He's had – I think we have at least one explosive run from DeAndre Swift coming this week. The line's 15-and-a-half. I'm playing one unit on over on the 15-and-a-half. We get all longest rush lines thanks to Bet365. Him to go 20-plus is plus 185. If he breaks off a 30-plus run, it's plus 525. He's had runs this season of 22, 17, 29, and 43. I really like that stat where if he gets a little bit of room, he's gone. And if this game gets out of hand, I did check the weather. Is it going to be a weather game? No, it's going to be beautiful in Washington. It's 63. It's not windy. That's not a factor at all. Um, I'm going swift, longest rush over 15 and a half because division game, I, I, I just I see him breaking one. We haven't got one in a couple weeks. I love this market, man. I wish more books had this. Um, I, I really, I get jealous when I see this on like the longest reception for guys like, like a Jalen Hyatt or a Christian Watson, like the boomer bust guys that like, if they catch one, they're going to catch a long one. I feel like yeah. they, they hang some of these, you know, pretty aggressively. So I, I like the angle on Swift again, this, this Washington defense is Swiss cheese. I and mean, you could put me out there and I might hit this prop. <laughs> All right, let's talk tutties. So just so you know, Kenny, when we're on this show, we have a top shelf. These are your best of your best. You're paying top dollar for your Grey Goose. We have your mid-shelf. It's your Jack Daniels. It's what you would play in that plus 200, plus 400 range. And then we have Well Vodka where we're just throwing darts. But damn it, they're the most fun to bet on. Let's talk about top shelf. My guy this week, um, I know B-Matt talked about him. I'm, I'm on his rushing total with him. But Brees Hall, plus 130 against this New York Giants defense. Um, two touchdowns in two straight games as the workhorse. Davin Cook's crying. He's going to his agent. I'm not getting the ball. Um, as soon as Salah made that move where he said, there's no restrictions, we're not tapping him out on anything, he went 22 rushes against Denver. He did end only have 12 rushes against Philly, but I think they have one of the best front sevens in the league. I'm not shocked there. He gets back on track against the New York Giants. Give me Brees Hall at plus 130. Uh, I have no arguments there. Uh, give me Cooper Cup at plus 140. As a Rams fan, I can't imagine you're going to disagree with this, but uh, for me, it's very, very simple. There's just... There's a finite number of players in the NFL that regardless of matchup, regardless of injury designation, regardless of weather, if their touchdown price is plus money, it, it's just you just you just click the button and you you send the monies to the, to the book. And Cooper Cup is one of those guys at plus 140. I don't care if they're playing the Decepticons. I'm going to be betting money on it. <laughs> There's also we rely a lot on stats and some stats piss me off because they have no context and they don't paint a picture. We're talking about how good the uh, Dallas Cowboys secondary is and how few yards they give up. They played the New York giants and the New York jets that skews every single one of their lines. And if you look at the disparity between the last four games and the first two, when they play giants and jets, it is night and day. So that is pulling those numbers down. Um, so do I think they're a good defense? Yes. 
Do I think they're probably closer to 10 to 15 against the pass? I mean, they're one of the best pass rushing teams. I get that. But their secondary has been gashed the last few weeks when you're not playing fucking Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. So um, I do think it's a better spot than most are giving the Rams credit for in a receiving standpoint. Do they still lose the game? Yeah, Stafford has a fucked up hit. But I, 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 I like Cooper Cup. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I didn't, look, it's just this, it's as simple as I trust them to move the ball and score some points against this Dallas defense. And if anybody on the Rams is, is going to score, especially after Nakua, Nakua went bananas last week, Cooper yeah. Cup buyback week at 140, it's like I'd play it down to probably plus 110. If it got the even, maybe that's where I, I, I draw the line. But at 140, yeah. that is just an automatic click the button. 100%. Let's go to the mid shelf. I'm on Drake London, plus 240 Atlanta Falcons. Um, Weak Titans secondary got even worse when they traded away their best secondary piece in Kevin Biard. Um, 11 red zone targets, third most in the league amongst wide receivers. I think Drake London, big body wide receiver against a weak Titans defense. I like him to pull one down. I'm getting nearly two and a half to one on it, and the red zone targets do not lie. So I'm rolling with London in the mid shelf. Dude, I, there's a case to be made. I mean, London might be the most underrated receiver in the NFL. Like, I would love to know what what kind of stats he would consistently put up if he had yeah, like an, an average quarterback if he ha- if he had Sam Howell what kind of numbers Drake London would put up like i i i think that the kid's incredible i'm with you uh give me demario pop douglas plus 450 <laughs> new england patriots uh after kendrick Bourne, he's 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 the number 2 guy um uh, was trending up again rookie this year trending up uh got a concussion week 5 of course the week that i bet on him i had him for his over yards had him to score a touchdown his first catch of the game, he caught it for 35 yards, hit his over, and then got rocked in the head, concussed. He's fine. Good to hear it. Uh, came back last week, season high, 62% of the snaps. Again, that was second amongst wide receivers. Six, tar- six targets. They are trying to get this kid the ball. He is like the only dynamic just speedster that the Patriots even have on offense. The kid's the real deal. Miami's defense is not good. I don't love the weather for this game. It looks like it's going to be one of the shittier weather games, but I, I don't care. I think this kid can score in a jet sweep. He can he could score in a bomb. They might even throw him back there for a few punt returns. But Demario Douglas, you're going to know this name by the end of the year. This kid is really, really, really good. Solid find. If we get a negative game script and Miami blows the pants off him, it's nothing but a, a pass fest for Mac Jones. But uh, plus 450 is damn good value. Let's go to Well Vaca. This is the cheap shit. Now, I'm on a guy getting his first start of his career, Will Levis of the Tennessee Titans. He's plus 650 to score. He had nine rushing touchdowns in 2021, 11 rushing touchdowns in 24 games in his career, scored four rushing touchdowns against Louisville two years ago. He's mobile. I started watching some Will Levis clips before uh, before I put this together. He's he eerily looks like Ryan Tannehill, just a little bit stockier, but all eyes are going to be on Derrick Henry when you get inside the five or the ten. Most of his scores came with inside like the 20. He's got some wheels. He's not afraid to pull it down. We saw it with Anthony Richardson. You want to get these rookies comfortable. Let him run around a little bit. Let him get some confidence underneath them. I would throw this guy out there when they get inside. Anything inside the 10, I think it's fair game for Levis. And I'm getting six and a half to one. Uh, I love it, dude. Um, Penn State legend, briefly, before he transferred. People forget. People forget he was at Penn State. Um, my well vodka different than the guy that I told you prior to the show. I'm pivoting on the fly here. Juicy price on DraftKings. I just, if you want to take a shot, go for it against my Eagles, but uh, give me Deami Brown, 17 to one. He is 1700 to score a touchdown on DraftKings. I think he's only 700 on FanDuel. 
Um, look, you, you can't run against the Eagles. You can't run against the Eagles. They're going to be throwing the entire game, and like he's just he's going to catch one eventually. He's the number four, I think. Yeah, he's the number four on Washington. He plays about 20 to 25% of the snaps a game, gets a few targets per game. His average depth of target is like 75 yards. Like He's out there to run go routes. He's usually there to just be the decoy to pull the safety off the top and open up the, the middle of the field for guys like Samuel. But him and Sam Howell, they've got that UNC chemistry. He gives them a look or two every single game. He hasn't gotten one yet this year. I just think, look, when it's all said and done, De'Ami Brown will score two touchdowns, maybe three this year, maybe three. But let's say he scores twice at 17 to one. I'm just I'm going to take it in a I think in a positive matchup against the Eagles. who You just cannot run the ball on. So give me De'Ami Brown to score like an 80 yard touchdown to bring the deficit to 45 against the Eagles. I love it. I love it. Anything 17 to one. And if you're on the field, we have a chance, especially if you're playing Philly and you're getting smoked, which I think we're in agreement. This one could get ugly. Um, nah, man, we have a lot to tinker with here. I'm going to put together some type of parlay with some Calvin Ridley, maybe a little bit DeAndre Swift, throw a couple touchdown scores from what we talked about. If you could give of everything you gave, what do you feel the most comfortable saying? Hey, this is what you should put your money on this week. Or this is the best value to put your money on this week. Is it Brown? Is it Ridley? Is it Demario Douglas? What do you? What's the gut? I like. I really. If you're gonna build, like you know, if you're gonna just play it straight up, or if you're gonna, you know, put a couple of, you know, nothing's a gimme, but put put together a couple of uh, you know safer options with like an odds or something like that. Like I'm, I'm gonna use Calvin Ridley in a ton of stuff this week. So I, I feel, I do feel really, really good about Ridley. I'm not seeing a receiving line for him yet. Like I do love Douglas. I'm gonna be playing Douglas to score a touchdown. But Demario Douglas receptions or receiving yards, if you can find props for that anywhere, I imagine it would come in pretty low. I mean, if you get him like under, I don't know, 25-ish yards, anything around that number, hammer the over. This kid's going to be very involved on Sunday. I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to check bet 365, which is probably where I'm putting this in. We're going to throw a Calvin Ridley alt line in there. I'm going to throw a DeAndre Swift. I think I'm going to go 20-plus on his longest rush. I think he really breaks one. Um and then I I, I got to pick through these. Will Levis might make it in there, man. I don't know. Plus 650 doesn't scare me. The, the kid's going to get some opportunities to run. I want a Will Levis rush line. If they open him up at like 13 and a half, 14 and a half, they have packages already built into that offense for Tannehill to pull it down. Design plays, obviously Malik Willis. They, they have this available to them. Doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, I dropped back. It's I'm going to tuck it and go and end around the other end. So if I can get Will Levis over – 14 and a half, 15 and a half. I'll probably, put I'm sitting, I'm that. sitting here wondering where this is going to come in. Like I, I, I have a feeling that I think, I think it's going to come in high. I think they're going to, I think they're going to assume. Look it in. Like again, the, the, the plane, the, the, the Falcons, like, like it's not like Desmond Ritter is known as this like, holy shit, mobile quarterback. He's got some legs. But I remember like when, when Ritter came in last year, I think Ritter's first rushing total was like 17 and a half. And his total hasn't come anywhere near that since. So I think if they're going to err on the side here, they're going to probably err on the side of the, the Levis, uh, Levis rushing being legitimate. I think it comes in around 20 or higher, and I still might take it. Yeah, I probably would too. I might throw an alt line in there if you can get me 30-plus or 40-plus. Um, Kenny, thank you, man. You are you are in a world, in the cesspool that is gambling Twitter, you are one of the few good ones. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, if you are not signed up yet, I do not get a kickback for this. Go to his Twitter. Go to the Moonshot Discord. And it is well worth the $30, and you'll probably make a friend out of it. You might even get some free tickets to an Eagles game. Go sign up for the for the Moonshot Discord and follow this guy's picks. Um, Kenny, anything you want to plug? Anything last minute before we wrap up? But can't thank you enough. 
Dude, I, just all I want to say, man, I can't thank you enough. Thanks for having me on. I'll come on anytime you'll have me. I know, you know, former athletes uh, probably give you a, a bit more of a draw than than me, but uh, I do appreciate being here, man. And right back at you, if you ever want to hop on my stream, the only thing I want to plug, you know, beyond the Discord is just, you know, follow me on Twitch. It's the same name, just, you know, at Kilkenny. Uh, I, I really started in this space just, just doing Twitch streams. The Discord came later, and just in the last couple of years, I've kind of gone away from the Twitch stream a bit, and... In the last few weeks, I've been ramping it back up, and I think that plays directly into my recent betting success. I just think I'm more dialed in when I have to do the Twitch. I feel more prepared. Vibes are higher, and good vibes yields good energy, yields good results. So follow my follow me on Twitch. I'm going to be going live at some point today, and I'm live every Sunday morning um, from 11 to you know 1 p.m. So come get your last-minute action with me on Sundays. But, dude, thank you, man. You're one of my favorite people in this space. I think we first got connected during the uh, – what the the prop football fantasy league that the, the prop I'm used to put together, and you've Lord, been a hell of a friend Lord. ever since. You've been a fervent supporter of me and and, and what I do, and uh, I just I can't thank you enough, man. It's it's good to have you as a friend. I appreciate it, brother. Guys, thank you for listening to the week eight NFL episode seven of the Prop Shop. We will be back next week with more. Best of luck on all your bets, and take care.